Quiero una casa, 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 quiero una casa. Welcome to another episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas, and uh, we are still out here in New York City doing these killer interviews. Um, right now, we're listening to a song called Una Casita Part Two, and this is by Stefa. Uh, so we're going to wrap up the song, and then we come when we come back, we're going to talk to Stefa. Today, I joined in the studio, and by the studio, I mean her apartment. Uh, I'm joined by Stefa. How are you? I'm good. Um, uh, I, I'm really excited to have you. We were ha- just having, like, because I'm like, oh, we're in, you know, Brooklyn, da da da. And you're like, no, this is Queens. I was like, shit. Um, like, because we're out in Ridgewood, um, you know, 
I, I actually love this neighborhood. It's actually a very Boricua neighborhood, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like definitely because it's so close to Bushwick as well. Yeah. So lots of lots of um, Puerto Rican folks out here. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get out of here, like, because I haven't eaten today. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. some like arroz con pollo. Yeah. You know, and just like get my life, and yeah. then go home and figure out what my <laughs> evening looks like. Um, but just for the listeners at home or on the subway or on the treadmill uh, who might be listening to this show, uh, who are you? What do you do? Um, I'm Stefa. I'm from Queens, New York, uh, born and raised. My family is Colombian uh, for many, many centuries. And I am a musician and I'm an artist. Um, uh, I call myself a vocalist. I call myself a composer. Um, I also do um, some visual video art that goes along with my music. Um, Yeah. I yeah. do all that. I, you know, I told you when we were setting up that like I don't know too much about you. I've heard your music. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen you perform. Actually, yeah, at New Latin Wave yeah. like two years, years ago. I, so much has changed since <laughs> that. Oh my god, it's and, so good. And like I just <laughs> thought you were Puerto Rican. That's why I led oh, with that. Wow. I didn't realize you were Colombian. Oh my god, literally, yeah. like right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. you also opened it. that showcase for Los Walters and Balloon yeah, last year, right? And I was like, oh yeah, she's last Puerto summer. Rican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're just my homies. Gag. Yeah. Work. Like you know, being a New Yorker um, and being Colombian, those intersections with like totally, you know. The uh, Puerto Rican folks and, and Boricuas and New Yorkans and all that. It's like, it's all there. I see. Now I'm like restructuring so many things about you in my brain. So you say you're, you, you know, you're a Queens girl. Uh, Jackson Heights? Yeah, Elmhurst. So Work. real close. Yeah. I was, you know, in Jackson all the time. I'm still there all the time. Yeah. Because I just, I love it so much. Girl, like, I, I'm going to go to Elmhurst because that's where, like, I'm, I'm in New York City because I'm doing a Mulanza and that's like where my sister's place is. Oh my God. And I'm like, I can't wait so to hit up Los Toldos on 85th Street yes. and Northern Boulevard because those ladies knew me and that arepa is oh my life. God. Yes. Um, see, you're like the yes, first Maripa. guest here that gets like what Jackson Heights is like, why it's life. Oh, it's, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I introduce it to people who, who I trust, you know, yeah. who I care about. I'm not going to just show anybody Jackson Heights yeah. and Roosevelt Avenue because that place is very, very special to me and very close to my heart. So we but the real them. ones know. The real ones know. We don't want them gentrifying or <laughs> I see we see them more and more really I mean are. I saw like you know like a guy like a redhead guy and I was like what are you doing with, I mean, with like his white girlfriend I was like what are y'all doing here I do I, I actually always did like that Jackson Heights no. was a very mixed bag like yeah. yeah there's plenty of like you know like uh, like white folk yeah but there's also like you know um, Indians and Colombians and Ecuadorians and Mexicans and I, I don't know Absolutely. I just I, no. I thrive totally. in that like I was in my mind I was like if I can't live in South America you know I'm gonna I want to feel like I do mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I love living there and you can feel there. like you do yeah in so many places in New York but for that definitely. I never spoke English out there yeah you don't um, have to i loved it um well so again so we're here we're talking about you we're talking about your musica um and yes again you are uh again an artist like it's hard it's hard to to peg what you do because yes it is you're a vocalist um the songs do have lyrics but like i feel like your voice within itself is an instrument and not mm-hmm. just like of singing it's just like so much of it is just is, is like coos and you know like just arias i guess mm-hmm. um so, like, tell me a little bit about, like, how you describe your music. How, how would you label it? How would... Um, whenever people ask me, like, what kind of music do you make, I always lead with what my background is, because mm-hmm. um, that informs everything that I spe- am making, you know, and specifically with this project, too, like, with Cepalina. Um, so, I talk about my, my 
Eurocentric classical music background, uh-huh. um, meaning that I've been studying music theory, you know, music notation, music history, European music history, um, since I was eight years old. Right. So um, there's that. And then I so that means I sing in choir as well, um, chorus. And I was like in all the choruses in my high school. I went to an arts high school. I went to LaGuardia. Oh, cool. Um, performing arts, yeah. Come on, fame. Lots of cutie alumni yeah. from there <laughs> that I always see. I'm like, yeah, I went to high school with them. Um, they were Nikki okay. Minaj. No, Nikki. I mean, she's <laughs> older than me, but yeah, totally Nikki. Azelia. Azelia was in my time. Stop it. Yeah. We were like in a, in a show together. I remember her like auditioning and her voice was beyond mm-hmm. like i mean her her singing voice is fucking amazing yeah. like it's so deep like it like deep as in like there's depth to it not like it's it's also a low voice i love her songs like, where she actually sings yeah, yeah. Oh, she goes up her way like anyway <laughs> so i just yep. remember that um she was so cute but yeah so lots of choral stuff um my whole life singing in big groups you know 80 people wow. to 100 people wow um, plus the orchestra live, which were also, you know, student musicians. Do you play um, instruments? Um, no, I like da- I, I like I don't play instruments. Okay. I like accompany myself if I need to. Mm. If I'm writing a song and I'm like, oh, let me let me just see what the sounds like with like sure. my ukulele or my guitar or something. I have an electric guitar that I haven't really touched. I touched it like twice to like play around, but I'm trying I'm trying to do more of that. Um, so you're more vocally trained. Yeah, yeah, mm, definitely. Um, that's just like my. I mean, yeah, it's. It's come from a very a, a long time. I, I've been saying this because it just happened, but I had an, um, an astrologer read my chart. Uh-huh. And um, they told me that I've been singing, um, I, I sang in my past lives and that I sang in a devotional way, mm-hmm. but that I was criticized a lot and that this life is about like quieting those voices and okay. being like actually... Fuck you. Um, which is really exciting because yeah. I do feel like that in my, in my real life. Um, well, your music, I feel, is very spiritual and it's very mm-hmm, in touch with mm-hmm. like ancestry. And, 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 and again, we're going to get into all that, you know, uh, as, as the show progresses because I want to talk about like, mm-hmm. again, I, I, I wouldn't describe it as roots music, but there is something, again, it's very ancestral. It's very much about, you know, honoring mm-hmm. history and past and again, mm-hmm. ancestors. Um, and so that's a good opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, Una Casita, mm-hmm. uh, which we opened the show with. Uh, tell us a little bit about the song. Uh, Una Casita um, came from a place really of, of thinking about insecurity. Okay. Um, and that is like physical insecurity, financial insecurity, um, spatial insecurity, uh, living in New York and... And, you know, I was so lucky that my parents helped me a lot after college, Mm -hmm. but um, really just like being on your own and what that really means um, in a place like New York and as an artist. Um, So, yeah, I was just I I wanted I I really was thinking, I you know, what what would it be like for for us to have security, for us to have home security? Mm. Um, It it would change the game. Like it would literally change the game if we were guaranteed something, you know, like we already know. um, And that's why people try so hard not to let us have that, you know, um, because of the things that we would accomplish, um, which is like overthrowing the government and society. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, that that was that was my that was my kind of um, narrative inspiration behind Mm -hmm. it. and musically, um, 
at that time, and I still I still use loopers in my mm-hmm. live performance, and I also use loopers just to develop songs and to like improvise with myself. Um, and so I was playing one day with just that kind of manifestation and that kind of that wish um, of like I want a home, quiero una casa. Right. Um, and from there, you know, how I build my songs is usually um, improvising, and then I'll record myself improvising for like 10 minutes and then I'll go back and listen to all the flubs and then listen to the good parts and listen to like whatever kind of sticks and then I'll go back and like keep rewriting. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we have a whole lot of show and playlists and I have so many questions and I'm so excited to be sitting down with you today. Me too. Um, So let's, let's move forward. Uh, We have a song by Lido Pimienta up next. This was Un Jardin. Uh, This is, I would say, I would argue this is like the song that made her known to so many people. Mm. Uh, This was, I believe, produced by Chanchavia Circuito, Mm -hmm. which is... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Another behemoth. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about the song. Why are we playing it today? Uh, I mean, I think it, yeah, it does relate, right? It does relate to Una Casita. Um, Quiero Jardines is like, I, I just love the start of it. I love how it's like these sounds coming in that are almost like you're in like space or you're in like an atmosphere and you're, you know, deep somewhere either in, in the earth or in space and then the voice comes out and she talks about how she wants a gar- um, what, what, what the garden needs to thrive and mm. where it comes from and just the root, right? The root and, and the origin of, of this lush garden um, that we, you know, we have life in it. So, Amazing. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Again, this is Lido Pimienta. The song is Quiero Jardines and we'll be right back with more Stefa. Un jardín comienza con una semilla y una visión alimentada con la luz del sol. Sigue así, sigue así, amor mío, sigue así. Llega todo alrededor, tus sueños viven en mi cuerpo, vida aquí, vida aquí, nada es
So the second song that we just listened to uh, is by Combo Chimbita. More Colombianos up in this building. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's called Santo Fuerte. Um, again, New Yorkers, well, Colombianos, but like based in NYC. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about uh, Santa Fuerte. This is off their new record, Aumale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been playing this album since it came out Non-stop, in May. Right? Non-fucking stop. <laughs> it was my birthday and my party was going to the Combo Chimbita show Hot. after we pre-partied here in my apartment. It was a gorgeous night. Had a girl. Um, I was blessed. Um, I This song was the, was you know when, when you listen to an album the first time and like right away there's standouts and then there's some that are like, oh, I'm not sure. And that was the one that was like, mm, I'm not sure about this one. And then I kept listening to it. I just love. And then she um, grew. And then it grew on me and the voice with the kind of like, if like this, I don't know if it's supposed to be like an ancestor or like some kind of consciousness speaking to you or yeah. like, um, 
but I love it, and I and I believe it's Felipe who does it, who's the bassist, yeah, who's just a wonderful person and amazing musician, and I, I really really love him and everything he does, um, and and to get to see him live do it was really fun. I saw them last week at Queens Museum. Oh, I really um, wanted to go to that. <laughs> oh, it was. It was great. I mean, I got my life. I got my life out there. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I just really like the I like the song. I like the musicality. It's different from, I think, anything they've done. Yeah. And oh really yeah. Stood out in that way. Completely. I mean, and like yeah, like I, I this is the really slow song, right? It's like yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's theatrical. It's very theatrical and cinematic. And like, I also have a theater background, so. I'm into that. Yeah. I'm like, give me the story. Where are we? These voices, the characters. Like, I, I really live for that in music. I fell into Combo Chimita, like, very, like, I I got into them early, not because, like, I'm sickening like that, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I remember I went to see a friend's performance down at, uh, is it Rockwood Music Hall? The one that's, like, in downtown, in, like, in, like, Soho Possibly. Area? Um, and, like, I've never the been, band no. that I went to see, which was, oh, it was a friend. It was an old co-worker of mine. Right before him performed Combo Chimbita. Wow. Uh, and I was like, early oh, days. And I was like, oh, I've heard of them. Whoa. Like, they yeah. blew my, by the end of the show, I was, like, in another universe. Yeah. So, yeah, this is definitely the band to keep an eye on, kitties. Um, let's keep talking about Colombia. Have you have you ever been sure. to Colombia? I have. I've been a few times. I'm and I'm going back. Um, I'm going back as a fully fledged adult now, hey. um, which is new. Where uh, is your in, family in from? Christmas. Christmas. Um, they're from Pereira, which okay. is southwest. Eje cafetalera. Yeah. Eje cafetero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, yeah, I have a, actually a very good friend who's from there. Sweet. Um, what is so like? When was the last time you went? Uh, like five years ago. So like when you go, like what, when you went the first time or like the, well, I mean, you might've gone as a baby, but like when mm-hmm, you went the first mm-hmm. time that you actually realized what mm-hmm. the fuck was happening, mm-hmm. what was your impression? Like how was it different in your, in your mind and your heart from like New York city? I mean, I, when, well, the first time I went, I was very young. I was like a preteen mm-hmm. and very, you know, you know, when you're fucking 12 years old, like braces a mess like I was like such a you know bless me just like (laughs) like you know like hi like kind of like a rocker so my cousins loved me um (laughs) when when I was there because I would dress in black and red and I had like spikes and they and all of them were also kind of in like Mm -hmm. that's kind of a vibe too there sure um lots of rockers out there so um we vibed on that and then um I mean, and then going back the second time, I, I cried so much when I had to come back because just being in just being in, in the land and, and being like in, in that part of the world that I feel so separate from. But mm-hmm. when I'm there, I feel still really separate because I'm, you know, an American um, and, and I stand out, obviously, yeah. but but still spiritually very close to to the land itself. Um, and also all my family's there and I didn't grow up with my, with my extended family. I only grew up with my parents and my sister. Right. So to have my tias and my tios and primos and mi abuelo and like you walk over here and you walk over here, like, you know, everyone lives close. It was like, it was wild to me to experience. I'd never experienced that in, you know, I've never experienced that in my life. Um, so it was really special. Have you had a chance to travel around in Colombia? No, I only went to Pereira and then I, I traveled. Well, I went to Equ- Ecuador too. Oh, so, amazing. Yeah. What was that like? 
I mean, it was, <laughs> it was incredible. So I went there a couple of years ago and I went on a, for an artist residency. It's called Very cool. Trueque Ar, um, Residencia Artística. And so it's all about um, the iteration that I was there. Um, we had to give workshops to the other um, artists. Cool. So it was artists and cultural organizers and like activists who like have like, you know, um, collectives and things. Um and we literally worked the land because we were doing exercises and, and lots of journeys, emotional journeys, um, um, and being led through things like that. Very deep work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, to, and we were on the coast, and the house was on a huge cliff, and you looked down, it was just the ocean. Were you in Guayaquil? Um, I was in Ayampe, yeah, mm. really close to Guayaquil. Um, and it was it was insane. Like, I'm, I'm still recovering. You know, I'm still processing right. what it was like to be an artist and working through memories and pain and trauma, but also like imagining a new world together. And like we were all Latin American, um, but from different parts. You know, some Americans, um, and then also some people from from South America, Latin America, um, and to like fight about shit too and like figure things out. I mean, it was. But but the land was so so healing to be in those waters and. We literally had to climb a mountain to get to the beach because that yeah. was the shortest way. So we were like scaling like little <laughs> crabs. Yo, it was fucking hilarious. Like we did that. It was so good. So I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm interested because again, you you like y- y- your description of of art making is very intense, right? As mm-hmm. it's like because mm-hmm. it's guttural. I mean, that's literally your job. It's like to mm-hmm. feel things and then communicate those mm-hmm. things, you know, mm-hmm. via work. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how does that, you know, um. Uh, your I I, I uh, how does that come through in your music? I know again I know that your music is very uh, in touch with like ancestral and decolonizing. I mean you you know the first thing you highlighted was like that you are trained in a Eurocentric you know style of music making. Mm-hmm. So like how how do you unshackle, if mm-hmm, you will? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long journey. <laughs> And that's why we're talking about it today. It's still happening. (laughs) Oh, it's still happening. I am unshackling. Um, um, I mean, and talking about, if we're talking specifically about like singing and and how I make music. Sure. um, You know, and the way in which things have worked for me and sometimes that um, I can kind of like pull these songs out Mm -hmm. of me um, is through through like um literally it's almost like meditative it's like i just loop and i loop and i improvise and i loop and i Mm. add things and sometimes i just go off and i ad lib and i don't even know what i'm saying and you know um and so that has felt really spiritual a lot of the time um and and sometimes i'll I'll like prompt myself and and put a photo of like my you know my family or or my my grandmother who i never met Mm. um but was um a very She's had a very complicated story, um, and my mother adored her, and I adore my mother. So, you know, I, I wanted to feel something for for this person um, besides just as as a, as a story. And so, maybe I'd like I sing to her, or I, I I try to just see what happens when when I have her in my mind mm-hmm. and in my in my view. Um, and so, in, in that way, I feel like I've kind of been, you know, I've been decolonizing. I think my training in that way. It's like. Um, changing the narrative and mm-hmm. being in control of what I'm singing and what I'm singing about and, and what my intentions are, but also the way that I play with my voice um, is changing and um, how I experiment with it or, or, you know, 
Yeah, just like where those sounds are coming from is changing too. I would imagine that you have probably researched a lot of these sort of like more traditional styles of singing. Uh, I mean, uh, Caro, for example, of of uh, Combo Chimbita, like she she sings Bullerengue, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. much of which, again, is influenced by, uh, again, like a very uh, ancestral sort of like technique, you know. Again, it is improvisational. Yeah. It's, it's chant-like. Right, things that are carried. Yeah. Yeah. And I want, like, I mean, have you, like, dove into, like, you know, those those genres or... Ugh. Honestly, not really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, when I hear it live, like, hell, like, yes, like, you know. You respond. I, oh, my God. Like, yeah. But sometimes I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I listen to, like, all kinds of voices. Like, you Fair. know, like, Hector Lavoe. Like, I feel like I've studied, I've studied him and his storytelling and his voice. And I live for good voices, but I'm also not, uh, yeah, I have I haven't done that much research. Just to, okay, yeah. What do you search for in a voice? <laughs> oh, that that connection, mm. that real connection to like to to who you are, like genuinely. Whether it's you're going through shit, you know, or you know, or whether like you're really taking care of yourself and you're good, or like um, I, I I really love that I can hear, that I can hear the history of the person behind it. Mm. Um, I, you know, I don't, I actually don't love like super pristine, like these kind of like pop voices. Right, like sure. I'm not, I'm Just not into clean. that. Yeah. I'm like, I need some kind of, you know, edge and that doesn't have to just be sonically but also definitely yeah like what's behind the voice well you mentioned Dr. Lavo before and like let's talk about another edgy voice uh Willy Colon yeah uh we have a track called uh, El Gran Baron mm-hmm. um again uh, an icon obviously mm-hmm. a Boricua icon but mm-hmm. a New York City icon uh talk to me about about the song by Willy yeah so um I, I grew up listening to Willy Colon and Hector Lavo and you know they were involved for many many years together um in their careers Um, And I love them both um, as musicians and as artists um, and storytellers. So this this song I remember specifically from my youth because it tells the story of, um, um, you know, the man is the narrator is talking about a man who had a son and then the son um, came out to him as being trans and the father rejected him. And then years later. Um, he gets, he tries to reach out to his son and his son had died from AIDS. Shit. So this is the fucking lyrics. I have chills. So the song, the the song is is based on this story or wow. It's called El Gran Barón, which is the great, the great son. Yeah. Um, and so I remember just hearing that as a kid and being like this story, I loved it. Like I loved the story. I, I just thought it was so beautiful and tragic and like for someone to choose to sing about this. And it's salsa and it's a man and it's the 70s or whatever, um, you know, and everything. But that was a real crisis that was affecting everyone. And and I just I just I think it's so iconic of the time and and of the artist. Fantastic. Well, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Again, this is Willy Colón. The song is El Gran Barón. And we'll be right back with more Stefa. En la sala de un hospital a las nueve y cuarenta y tres nació Simón es el verano del 56 el orgullo de don Andrés por ser varón fue criado como los demás 
con mano dura, con severidad, nunca opinó. Cuando crezcas vas a estudiar la misma vaina que tu papá, óyelo bien, tendrás que ser un gran varón. Al extranjero se fue Simón, lejos de casa se le olvidó aquel sermón. Cambió la forma de caminar, usaba falda, lápiz, labial y un carterón. Cuenta la gente que un día el papá fue a visitarlo sin avisar, vaya que Una mujer le habló al pasar, le dijo hola, ¿qué tal papá? ¿Cómo te va? No me conoces, yo soy Simón, Simón tu hijo, el gran varón.
la sala de un hospital de una extraña enfermedad murió Simón es el verano del 86 al enfermo de la cama 10 nadie lloró Simón, Simón, Simón. No se puede correr a la naturaleza, a lo que no se Que te ven y protegerás en lo que 
And the second song that we just heard there is by Chicano Batman. Uh, it's called La Jura. Um, tell, uh, tell me a little bit about Chicano Batman. Like, I, I know that they're huge in the U.S. right now. Um, what, what attracts you to the, to yeah. the Chicano Batman? Um, I mean, insane musicians, like, so good. They're so tight. Such they're a tight so, band. Yeah. And live, they're, I mean, I love, they, they go off and they have so much fucking fun and they're amazing with their audience. They're just really good people. Um, but I, I got introduced to Chicano Batman a couple, uh, like, three years ago. Um, and so I listened to everything and then the new album came out and I just, like, again, like, the stories, you know, the content of, 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 of the music is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this one specifically, Freedom is Free, um, was super political. Yeah. Um, and not in a cheesy way. Yeah. Uh, They're getting waterboarded in that, I think, in the video. Oh my God, I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, see, I didn't see more music videos too. I'm like, like the oh. singer gets like his wow. head dunked into like a vat wow. of water and he's like singing. I forget his name. I love yeah. them. See, I love it's them. Major. I it's re- major. I love them. Um, and, and they rep their, their, you know, their, their fam and them so hard. Like, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. Um, the musicality is just sick. I like great fucking music. Yeah. I love them. Talking about a tight band. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you perform? How, uh, what mm-hmm. is it? What is your, I mean, I've, I've seen you, but just for the folks at home, how do you, yeah. what, what is your performance style? Um, my performance style, I mean, usually I like, I've been performing with my band, so I perform with my drummer and my bass player. Cool. Um, uh, Marisus on drums and Nicholas Joswiak on upright bass and electric bass. Um, you gotta bring in the little classical, you know, <laughs> the upright bass, little jazz. Hey. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's the three of us, sometimes it's just me. Um, and then sometimes just me and my drummer or me and, or me and my bassist, um, and yeah, style. You mean like, do I go? How do I go off? No, or I like, mean, how do who's you like? How do you like to perform? I mean, like, oh. you know, yeah, like, what's what are what is? Uh, I guess what 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 spell do you seek to cast? You yeah, know, Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you get like super nervous? Uh, it depends on the gig for yeah. sure. Um, I played a gig a couple nights ago, and I was. I was recuperating from a fever and Mm. like, I was just like, I need to fucking get on stage, like exercise this demon and like, (laughs) and I did, but then I got the fever again. You were like, I went too fucking hard. (laughs) I caught the spirit that like everybody did. It was really fucking dope. Um, at the moment, like I love, I love having my band with me. You know, I set up, I set up an altar before I perform and that's where I have my equipment. So I kind of hide my equipment so that, and I might have like a like photos or, or candles or lights um, and fake flowers. So that energy um, flows, right? Yeah. Oh, that's on stage. That's on stage, oh, and very that's cool. where I put my equipment. Um, people are like, "You're such a Taurus. Like you're making your little home on stage." And I'm like, "I love that. Like, yes, I am. This is my space <laughs> for the next forty five fucking minutes." Sure. You know? <laughs> um, and so, and yeah, I like you know. Ideally, I like to like start it off easy, yeah, and then just like enrapture them with harmonies and crazy shit, and then all of a sudden they're like, "What's going on?" Um, and then from there, you know, 
What was go off. Tell me a little bit about that show with uh, with Balloon and and Los Walters because it was massive. I mean, it was sold yeah, out. It sold I, out. What it was like six hundred people or something like that. It was, it was fairly large. Yeah. Um, what was what was ex- your experience like? You know, again, mm-hmm. bringing your project mm-hmm. before so many people because mm-hmm. obviously, if you were singing in choral, I'm sure you've performed for large mm-hmm. audiences. But this is Stefa. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm always like, oh my God, like, what am I going to say tonight? Like, I, I try not to think about it. I'm just, I literally, I'm just like, you know, like taking care of my voice mm-hmm. and like connecting with my band um, beforehand. And we always have a moment where we're like, we hold hands and we breathe together a few times and we just kind of set the intention for the show and, and talk about, you know, how grateful we are f- for each other and how grateful we are to do what we do. Um, and why we do it, um, and who we're trying to uplift and doing it too. Um, and so that energy really carried us that night. We do that at every show, but it really carried us that night. I was opening and I was like, there's going to be like 10 people up in rough trade and it's going to be like, so whatever. And then I walked out and it was like mad people. And I was like, hello, I was just like, so stoked. I feel like I'm very much like my dorky, awkward, you know, like sarcastic self on stage um and and I have a fun time with my audience and that night it was a great fucking show we had a really good time I mean amazing sound system so from like I've played lots of DIY venues and DIY shows and um this when the sound is bad like I can't like I literally I'm like I'm not gonna do this like or I'm like really pissed afterwards and I like and I know that it's out of my control, and I think that's why it's even harder to, yeah. to like, stomach that that happened. Or well, whatever. and you're classically trained. I mean, there's a certain standard that you've been <laughs> yeah. taught to meet your entire life, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Cepalina, um, because yeah, this is your... Sure. Uh, it's new. It's, it's less than six months old. It's a very new record, yeah? Um, it came out last September, so actually... Oh, it's been out for a, a year? year? Oh, my God. Stop it. Oh, my God. What a crime. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me about Cepalina. Yeah. Tell us about um, Cepalina. I will. So, Cepalina um, came together um, with the help of Lily Wen, who runs Figure and Ground Records okay. uh, in Brooklyn. And she, um, I believe Combo released something with her label, and then um, I forget which, which, which one maybe their second EP. Uh, and then we kind of connected and she was like, I've heard some of your demos. Like, are you trying to do something? And I was like, um, I guess I am. Uh, um, uh, hello. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think I really needed that to like, I mean, it came at an amazing time and, and I'm so grateful for like, you know, all the work that was put into this EP. Um, but I had these songs that I was kind of just doing you know, and I was like giving out demos like that I burned myself um, it, on my computer. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, because people would want to support, and yeah. they were like, "What can we buy?" And I never had anything because I was still like, "Am I really doing this?" Like, I've sung my whole life, and I'm writing these songs and I'm performing out here. But like, okay, like you know, it's becoming more of reality that like, oh yeah, you can make an album or or a body of work and yeah. put it out, and people and it's just there for people to experience if they want to and. Maybe I can make a living out of this. Um, and, 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 and like my music, oh, sorry, my music um, can also just be a part of all the other art that I'm making. Right. Like it does, I don't have to just be um, um, a recording artist, which I don't think I am or am going to be, but um, kind of break, breaking away from that thought of thinking of mm-hmm. like, oh, you can only do one thing. And I'm like, but I, I can't just do one thing, so I'm not going to. <laughs> what, what, what themes did you go into on Cepalina? 
Um, a lot about a lot of it was about about looking back, about returning, um, about you know returning to to who we really are pre colonization, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so I think that was that was a theme in what I was writing about, and I don't think I did it on purpose. It just was like those were the songs that were coming out of me when I was like, okay, Stefa, like you're not gonna you're not doing acting anymore like I was trying to be like an actor and shit and I was like I hate this industry like I cannot do this um and it just was never for me um but I was like fuck it I'll try um because I'm cute I mean uh, an artist hello an an artist knows (laughs) multiple disciplines yeah Yeah, so so I was like you know what do I want to what do I want to be singing about and writing Uh about and that's just what came out you know things that I'm curious about and things that I was never you know and you know there has this been this this you know re-emerging of like pride of of our heritage and our history um the dark and 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 the light too um and so I was really inspired by all of that that was happening around me in all sort in all types of of mediums and Mm -hmm. so I was like well this is my medium I'm just like what am I thinking about I'm thinking about death and I'm thinking about colonization and I'm thinking about bloodshed and I'm thinking about beauty and I'm thinking about you know, land itself and being separate from, from Colombia and from, mm. you know, Avia Yala as, as like, I love how people are, are reclaiming that, you know, again, and bringing that back too. Oh, what does Avia Yala mean? Um, that's like, that's the name, the, the pre-colonization name for South America. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Cause I know. Combo uses that. It's and then one of the name of one of their records. Yeah. 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 So, um, I just love that. I love that re- reclaiming of language. And, like, I really believe that um, in order for us to, like, embody the revolution, we have to embody the language that lives in a post, you know, capitalist world. Yes. Um, that's, where it ch- that's where things change, you know, how we, how we speak. So Legend. how we communicate. So, yeah, all I, of that. I want to ask you more about, again, this revolution and, and the post-capitalist world and all that jazz. Uh, I want to do that in the next section. Cute. Uh, because it's ma- the main so- source of, of anxiety for my being in New York and the yeah. United States. Um, and for anxiety, what better cure than El Lado Negro, whose music is so incredibly mm. healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a song called Catch That Pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm, appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, tell me a little bit about the song and about El Lado Negro. Um, I love this song. It's so soft. And I mean, just the phrase catch that pain is so poetic. He's yeah. such a fucking poet. He's, I love him. I love him very, very much as well as a musician and as a person. Um, and you know, I was like his tinsel mammal three years ago. Were you? Cause I was like, this was when I was like, I guess I'm going to be a musician. You know, I, I mean, you know, I guess I'm going to be a solo artist. And like, I was introduced to another Negro and I was like, I just, again, in love, like, musicality and voice and storytelling and the depth, and I just, I live for it, all his noises. Um, this is incredibly important, uh, because I've considered, I, I once almost, like, wanted, I was almost a, a tinsel yeah. mammal. How hot is it in there? I sweat the whole time. <laughs> it was hot as fuck. Then I don't regret it. Okay, good. Because oh I was like, I always really was like, oh, yeah, I really yeah, want to yeah. do it, but it's so hot. And it's like, know. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I know. But it was summer and he was opening for Beirut. Work. Oh, that, I, oh, that's when he was on tour with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh-huh. I was obsessed with Beirut in high school and early college. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are they that old? Me? Have they been around that long? 
Are you calling me old? Because I'm older, but I'm just like, has Beirut really been around that long? Yeah, that was like their peak, I feel. Stop. Fucking, anyway, I won't say 10 years ago. Wow, I haven't. I mean, because I I don't really listen to Gringo Indie anymore, but it's just like, I'm like, whoa. I mean, the harmonies, though. I know neither, but like, I had a Fleet Foxes moment and I had a Beirut moment because the harmonies just slayed me and I was just like, I have to listen to this. So good. crazy. Um, uh, Oh, again, before we, you know, before we step off from the tinsel mammals, the, the <laughs> choreo, how hard was it to learn? Very easy. Yeah? Very, Because yeah. it's just like, Super all right, for simple. this song, you're going to move No, it's just right. four moves, and you loop them the whole oh, time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. I was like, again, I was like, I'm really bad, like, remembering yeah, shit. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to get lost. No, and, it was chill. It uh, was super chill. Hot. Well, let's go ahead and listen to that now. Uh, again, Sweet. this is Catch That Pain by Elado Negro, and we'll be right back with more Stefa.
already. And the second song that we just listened to uh, is by Empress Of, and it's called Tristeza. And I and I was surprised that I didn't know this song, and you said it's one of her very early recordings. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a little bit about this track. Um, I love the way Empress Of uses her voice in this track. Um, and the lyrics are also very simple. Yeah. Um, she says, my sadness has gone... And it's like gone with the full moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's a full moon. Hey. Like today. I noticed something. that yesterday. I was like, oh, I was like, it's a full moon in Brooklyn. Yo. It's very Brooklyn. <laughs> I know we're in Queens right now. We're in Queens. <laughs> um, yeah. And Empress of really, and these songs specifically, her early stuff and, and the simplicity of her language, but it's so effective. Um, really, in, in I was trying to, to take from that, you know, in my own songwriting. Um, that's yeah. That's how I like started um, thinking about. Well, what if I don't complicate things? What if I just have something really simple and, mm-hmm. and, and say it over and over again? Like, um, yeah. So Empress Ever really inspired me in that way, um, and I love the song. It's melancholy and it's it's beautiful and sweet. Awesome. Let's let's go back to the the point that we closed on earlier mm-hmm. about the the state of the union, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's just I again like. <laughs> You know, I have been complaining on on social media about how I don't want to come here. I'm here kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my boyfriend is even more anxious about Mm -hmm. me. He's he's coming next week and Mm -hmm. he's like, no, like Mm -hmm. literally like not eating. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously. And yeah, I like, you know, and I even cited out uh, when we were talking about like, you know, people keep asking me. I was like in the age of self-care, people keep asking me why I don't want to be here. And it's like, girl, have you heard of New York City? Have mm-hmm. you heard anything about the United States these mm-hmm. last couple of years? Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about because um, you seem very in tune politically and like with organizing. And like we talked about Perro Combativo also for a minute. Um, tell me about like what's happening here and how you're participating in these um, acts of resistance. Um, I, I, I feel like as, as, um, you know, a musician who at the moment her work is talking in response to everything Mm -hmm. that's happening. Um, I feel like that is, that's the resistance that I, that I can put out. Mm -hmm. Um, that's how I'm, you know, resisting, even though I I don't even, I don't like that word actually. I don't, I don't, I'm like, okay, no. Um, but, um, but what what word do you prefer? Um, I don't know. What what would I prefer? I'll let, I'll let you know when I think about ah, it. Work, <laughs> but not just not to lose my train of thought. Fair. Um, yeah, I feel like and and musicians like political music has always existed. You yeah. know, like because for as we know for black and brown and people of color, um, polit- like the body is is politicized. Mm-hmm. You know, everything, our identity, everything, like not by our choice, and so. Um, when musicians create music um, in response to that um, and to dream up also the world that we want to live in, I feel like that is totally like protest music. You know, that's what we're fucking doing. Um, and a lot of my friends are, you know, we we kind of aid the revolution in different ways. One sure. of my closest friends is an interpreter. Um, my other friends, you know, I think that's my most political friend now, but people organize and shit, you know, like in, in the community. Um, and we show up and, and, you know, we do fundraisers. I mean, we do what we can. It's hard. You know, it's hard. Cause yeah. I'm like, well, I'm trying to make work and I'm trying to 
literally survive, but also thrive in that survival, because I do think that it's possible. Um, And so how much can I really do? You know, I can also have a lot of fun with my friends. That's also a form of, you know, of resistance. It is like we're fucking dancing till 4 a.m. We're fucking turning up and 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 we're not denying who we are, you Mm. know, Um yeah, I mean, we embody it every day, just being out here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I, I you know, what are I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a page from uh, our cousin podcast, mm-hmm. uh, The Colores Radio, out in Dallas. Um, they have a little section that they call their self care corner, mm. um, and and it's very stressful to be here. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm having a wonderful time. This is just my second day here. Mm-hmm. Already done so many fucking interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, what what um what self-care do you do? Like, how do you keep the anxiety at bay? And mm-hmm. like, cause I mean, I remember being here. I mean, I was here a year and a half mm-hmm. ago and it was just like, you know, it's just like, it's tough. Yeah. It's inescapable. Mm-hmm. I felt like the 24 hour news cycle was just like on at all times. Mm-hmm. And like, I just mm-hmm. couldn't shut it off. Escape it. Yeah. Um, so how do you take care of your mind and body? Yeah. I mean, definitely staying home <laughs> helps. Fair. <laughs> Because I put on my music and I, you know, do what I need to do. Um, smoke some weed and spin around. Smoke some, yeah, literally. Just, <laughs> I, do, I actually do that. <laughs> There's videos. Um, yeah, just smoke weed and read and chill, right? Make art in, like, my space. Mm. Um, so that's super important. Um, and singing, too. Like, right. 100%. I'm in my studio and I'm just, like, I'm just going to play with on for with my microphone and just sing random shit or go through songs like you know that's it really is a form of just if I don't sing for a few days like because I've been ill I haven't been singing and I'm like I feel the need to do it something so is I, missing I can level out I'm like okay I sung for like you know an hour today awesome you know so yeah fantastic well we're about to wrap up um before we go I'd like to ask you What's the future of Stefa? Like, yeah. I mean, you said Sepalina is almost a year old. What can we expect from you uh, in the nearest future? Um, I, I'm going to release a single soon. Okay, um, cool. It's my, it's my love song. I haven't released a love song yet. Um, so it's kind of like my response to um, love as society has told us that it is, uh-huh. which it's not. Um, so I'm going to release a couple singles and I'd love to get an album together. Cute. I'm really trying to do that for 2020. Um, and I'm applying to this New York city women's like art grant that cool. they just put out where they're giving $20,000 to musicians Come to on. make a fucking album. So I'm like setting my eyes on that. Cause we're independent out here. And by we the way, you know how you make that shit go a longer way. You book a flight to anywhere in Latin America and then you work with people out exactly, there. Exactly. <laughs> right. Make let it go know, longer. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would love to do an album, but I'm also really, I'm trying to take care of like myself and mm-hmm. my, my life and, and think about the longevity of my career and not just like, I mean, I have a lot of songs. I just need to get my shit together, right? The music is there. It's gonna, it's, it's there, and it's never gonna go away. Yeah. You know, singing and and music and and making music is just always gonna be part of my practice in my life. Um, but also thinking about how I can expand um, into performance art and into um, maybe theater and and just experimenting with how I'm sharing my work with my Fair. audience yeah. and how layered it is and how you know, just adding different mediums to it. 
um, just to expand um, that world. Um, and I, I like to blur the lines between like, ha- like listening to music, but also having an experience. Yeah. Like, and and I love when I can ha- share that experience and have that experience with my audience. Um, so yeah, you know, we'll see. I'll be out here making work. Hey, you know, she stays booked and blessed, y'all. <laughs> keep an eye, keep an eye. I also want to give a quick shout out to Bebe Machete. I introduced you oh, yeah. to Mobe. Uh, over Facebook I literally Like he was on They were on the same flight as I mm-hmm. uh, Yesterday Tapped, oh, wow. tapped me on the shoulder I was like And I was oh, like Huh Like Oh you're rich right I was like What um, <laughs> And then I, I did a very very quick interview On the subway In my way to the city I was like Of course oh, this is gonna God. be My fucking life That's isn't it? so cute um, Yeah so they, they They just They were just in Mexico what City What a beautiful and, yeah. meeting I'm, I'm definitely yeah, I Gonna need this crossover Cause ideologically Y'all are very much in a similar universe mm. uh, the MCU if yeah. the, the MCU of like I don't know uh, ancestral sociological <laughs> indie music yeah um, but yeah anyway just I wanted to give a shout out to Love them um, uh, Sefa, can you can you please let our listeners mm-hmm. know where they can find you on social media where they yes. can listen to your music on social media you can find me at Stefa Lives L-I-V-E-S um that's my Instagram. That's also my website, stefalives.com. And my Bandcamp, you can find my music there, stefa.bandcamp.com. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Spotify. I'm on iTunes, even though my name comes out all fucked up on iTunes, but whatever. Wait, why? Um, Is it Stefa with the asterisk or without? It's with the asterisk, but then it like doesn't put the asterisk. It puts like S-T-E-F period A. I'm like, ew. No. What the fuck is that? Like, you can't change completely that? lose the aesthetic. They're fucking with my aesthetic. All these platforms <laughs> are fucking with my aesthetic. They're like, you can't put a, a character. You can't do all caps. I'm like, let me be me. Really? Yeah. I feel like Noya so is annoying. all Noya's all caps. Like, But she doesn't have um, oh, an so- asterisk. Fair. Okay. Fair. <laughs> or like, you know, whatever it's called. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I'm funny. so glad that you're on Bandcamp because as I like to remember, remind our listeners every chance I get, uh, Bandcamp gives the uh, largest slice of income of any um, platform out there. Mm-hmm. So if you buy the record on there, uh, Stefa will get more money than if you listened to it on Spotify. Amazing. Thank um, you. Or if even if you bought it on iTunes, like they still, Bandcamp still gives a larger portion to Beautiful. the artist. Um, well, I want to remind you all that my name is Richard Viegas, and this is Song Mess. Uh, you can listen uh, to our wonderful little show uh, across all uh, podcasting platforms. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Uh, you can find us uh, on social media, all at Song Mess. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you want to send us a message, uh, keep the dialogue going. Uh, songmessmusic at gmail.com. Love to, love to read your mail, uh, and I do try to respond as timely as possible when life allows me too. Um, uh, we have our weekly pod uh, playlist called Bops, which I link to in the show notes every single week. Um, and um, and if you want to support uh, Song Mess uh, with love, um, feel free to go ahead and rate us. Give us five stars. A little comment helps, uh, you know, increase visibility. And hopefully, we can continue to bring uh, even even bigger, more famous stars like Maluma someday. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, and obviously, if you want to support us. <laughs> And obviously, if you want to support us financially, we have an online store that's songmess.threadless.com. Buy a t-shirt, buy a mug, you know. Like, we don't make a whole lot of money off it, but it all helps. It help us pay for this damn hosting. Um, we have one more song from our fabulous guest, Stefa, uh, and it's called Sepanina. Uh, Sepalina. Uh, Sepalina. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Okay, God. 
where am I? <laughs> All right, so this last song is called Sepalina. It's by Stefa. Uh, what can you tell us about this song? Uh, this song, um, I call my revolution song. This is the song we're going to be singing and, um, eventually. Or actually, we're already fucking singing it. Hey. Um, <laughs> and it was inspired by um, me trying to go beyond um, English and Spanish as being, you know, um, my colonizer's language. Mm-hmm. And... So I I did some digging and I found some people from the Emberajami community in Colombia um, singing this song. Oh, wow. Um, and it was just one man singing it. Um, and it wasn't super, obviously, like in tune because it's just something that's natural for them. And Fair. they were chanting it. Um, and so I, I listened to it I, and I transcribed it. Um, and this that, so the intro is, is like my version of, of that chant. Um, yeah. Amazing. All right. Again, my guest is Stefa. Uh, you can find her music everywhere. I'll be make sure be, uh, I'll be linking to everything in the show notes. Uh, my name is Richard Villegas. This is Song West. The song is Sepalina. Christ, why is that hard for me to say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys next time. Ciao. Sepalina 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 Hira pika muina, hira pika muina, Astre, astre me, astre, astre me, Eba doa doane, eba doa doane, Sepalina wea, sepalina wea, Eba doa doane, eba doa doane, Sepalina wea, sepalina wea. Ani, you make me mad, you make me mad, you make me mad, you make me mad,